Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Eric Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Oh, God, we got to fix this. The freaking drawstrings on the uh, on the hoodie. If Rick sees this, he's going to have a heart attack. Rick from TC Paintball, fix your hoodie that I bought you, Eric Zane. What are you doing? Oh, it's all jacked. Oh, my God. Uh, hello to you all. It is a cold, cold, chilly morning. A major storm blasting in. Getting set to get started. Marine says, are you wearing a hat and a hoodie? Yes, it's cold in here, man. It's ridiculous. In the winter, it's freezing. In the summer, it's boiling. I think we need to go through with, uh, you know, little insulation or something here. I don't know what the fuck is going on. 23 degrees in Nashville, Tennessee. Are you kidding me? That That's uh, colder than it is here in Michigan. What? Maureen says you look like a little kid. <laughs> All right. Look, yeah, it is. It's actually a little too warm. I, I've done. I've worn this long enough. I'm. I'm warm enough. Uh, oh my God, I've got eight million thoughts going through my brain right now. Being that this is now, we are two days away from my daughter getting married. Uh, more on that in a bit. But uh, I wanted to kind of like um, open up because uh, with uh, final words on the uh, on the big St. Gasman catastrophe. I'm sorry, St. Gaslight. Because, you know, honestly, there's some people who will check this out because I'm the only one who will actually elaborate to some degree as best as I can about uh, working with Joe. Because there are a lot of fans of the Free Beer and Hot Wings show who kind of feel a little blue ball. And um, though I can't really go ahead and and um, speculate recklessly, uh, you know, there are just some thoughts that I've been uh, have been floating around in my brain that no one else is going to discuss because, um, you know, there's more lawyers involved with um, the Free Beer and Hot Wings show than there are with this show. Ram says, so do you still have Joe's cell phone number? I, I have a cell phone number, but I don't know if it's his, but I, I don't wish to speak with him. I am not interested in that in any way. Nice try. Um, so just a couple things floating around in my brain about all of this. Uh, yesterday, some nice person uh, posted on the subreddit, the Free Beer and Hot Wings Show subreddit, um, Obviously, a lot of you Freebird Hobbings fans who have come along the last handful of years have seemed to take a hard stance against Eric Zane. 
I'm not saying this to get people to jump ship, but if you are looking for some type of closure with the Joe ordeal, and I would seriously implore you to listen to the first 30 minutes of the Wednesday Eric Zane Show podcast. Eric is able to give you a lot more in 30 minutes than obviously Freebeer was in that brief orchestrated statement from Joe's lawyer. Eric doesn't bash the current Freebeer and Hot Wing show. He just gives kind of a perspective with his memories of when Joe first started on the show and how he progressed. Now, this person's right. I mean, you mentioned my name. They fucking, they just, oh. This person writes, I listened to it and I liked it. The times that Zane was great on his podcast was talking about Freeburn Hot Wings. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. I would like to think that everything I say, though, is the greatest. Make no mistake. If I'm saying it, I will tell you that these are the greatest words you are going to hear all day. This person, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> this person wrote, how does one find Zane's podcast? And, you know, I, I don't know how anyone can actually get up the nerve to ask that question. Uh, because if you actually just type my name, Eric Zane and podcast, it's remarkable how much comes up. Literally every platform, Apple, my website, my social media, Spotify. It, it's, I cannot believe that a person would actually ask, how does one, how can you say, I can, how do I find anything these days? You could put, how do I find my keys online? And, and they'd probably be able to tell you. My God. That's the big takeaway. How does one find Zane's podcast? Wow. It's a, it's a, uh, uh, internet-based show. I, If only there was something I could do to find something online. Wow. The original poster writes, uh, pretty much on any podcast platform, you just search the Eric Zane Show podcast. You're way too polite. Like I said, the first 30 minutes of his latest podcast from today, Eric gives his reaction to the Joe resignation and then does a pretty good job of pulling everything full circle in regards to a few memories of when Joe first started with Freeburn Hot Wings. Uh, um, I actually listened back to that, which is a rarity. I don't, I don't like to listen to this shit. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was quite incredible. Let me just tell you. That, um, though I have a massive chip on my shoulder, in particular with Greg, um, I really don't hold any resentment to, uh, to hot wings. He might hold it to me. Uh, Greg and I, uh, not kidding you. I, there was, uh, a little bit of me because I'm human. When I see that he is going through some degree of um, struggle, I am so not over it that I'm like, yes, yes. But then like the other side of me is like, ah, you know, you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, that's how fucked up this is. This is so uh, not finished. Okay. Um, 
like someone asked me the question, are you happy that this happened? Small picture, yes. Yes. For that reason, and because, and because this had to happen. And I really wish I could elaborate more on that. But I cannot. Big picture, no. Because I'm not happy this happened because of um, their allegedly our circumstances that happened before it that a lot of people were hurting. And in, in honesty, I'm sure Joe is hurting right now too. Um, more on Joe in a second. The show suffers a setback. Will they be able to recover? Absolutely. I see on uh, the subreddit, a lot of people like, that's it. I'm out. I'm not listening anymore. Yes, you will. If you, if you do go away for any amount of time, you will be back. There are plenty of things on that show, many layers to it that make it uh, something that you would enjoy. I feel that. I think the great majority of people. I, I, I seriously doubt that there'll be a, uh, a a unbelievable mass exodus. I may be wrong on that, but I honestly feel like uh, it'll be fine. Um, on a personal note, um, Joe is out of a job. He resigned. Now, in my humble opinion, there was a reason for that resignation. And in my humble opinion, some things in his his life that have kind of dug their claws into him affected this moment, made this moment a reality. And... from the standpoint of human being and uh, a drunk, in my opinion. Me. Me. I'm the drunk. I am very suspicious about the level of honesty for just basic things with our pal Joe. And I think that if he is able to fix his life, it would require some serious, serious soul searching, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know what. I just, I'm, I'm under the impression that something is going on there that is causing this tailspin, and that's different than the person that I met who I adored. Um, when Joe first started, the uh, uh, laughy, <clears throat> happy, giggly, jovial person that made me very, very happy and made me smile. Um, I can only question and wonder if that person is, uh, is still in there to some degree. Uh, I haven't had a, uh, intimate relationship with Joe. So, I mean, I only know one portion of him and I sincerely hope that, um, he's able to find some peace at the end of the day. 
Um, let's see. I also wanted to get into this a little bit. There was um, some more discussion. Uh, and, and a lot of people are like, yeah, I, I, these audience members for uh, their show, they, they don't feel like there's any closure. And, and um, frankly, you are not going to get um, anything else. There's some serious lawyering going on there. Um, that will prevent them from doing that. I think that um, if there was ever a moment where Joe was brutally honest with himself, um, let me just uh, back up. There have been moments in my life when I have uh, been a horrible human being. Uh, Most of you don't even know about it, but uh, I, I have been beyond horrible. And... There was a time when I was like, okay, I got to figure this shit out. And the only way this is going to work is if I, if I start to be honest. And uh, until then, there was no hope. None. And then I noticed that the puzzle pieces started to fit a little easier upon, oh, oh, okay. Um, when I stopped lying to everyone, uh, it, it, it started to, uh, resonate with me to some degree. And, uh, and then I was like, Oh, okay. And then I learned. And then, uh, I, I was able to, um, uh, focus on the important things to be able to be successful at, um, you know, things like marriage and family. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that that's key with anyone who has added many, many layers to their life that make things remarkably complex. Uh, Let's see. This looks long-winded. Yeah, a lot of the comments on uh, on my own Reddit page. This one in particular, uh, Aram writes, the fans on the Freebird Hot Wing Show subreddit are fiery when you mention how, um, well, as he puts, I don't know if this is true, talented a contributor to the show Eric Zane was. They get so butthurt. There are three main factions on that page. One, love the current show, hate Zane. Two, hate the current show, like Zane. I'd argue that that doesn't manifest that much. Uh, And three, hate the current show, but will defend it if someone (laughs) mentions Zane. Ben writes, number three seems the most prevalent. Uh, Rob says, that's been my experience. I try to only comment when when I have something nice to say about Eric Zane, probably to great detriment. Uh, you put yourself at risk. Uh, this person writes, I listen to both almost daily. I get downvoted to hell for mentioning Eric and more or less the same on the dumpster fire that is the fan Facebook page, which is now filled with pissed off uh, Joe fans. Ron writes, which one is worse? The uh, page formerly known as Zaniacs United or the segment 18 fan page? Guy says, I'm not part of the Zaniacs group, former Zaniacs group. Is it worth it? No. The Facebook group segment 18 is 10% decent content, 90% people who want to gossip about what uh, they think happens behind closed doors. Yeah, 
You got to keep that active. Whoever runs that Facebook page, you got to let that gossip fly. That's what that's what people are here for. You know? Let's put it this way. When it comes to the gossip, if baby Jesus and Allah did a talk show, all right? Let's say they came down here. Baby Jesus and Allah. Jesus goes, Allah, what's up? Allah says, baby Jesus, hit it. High five. Let's sit down and discuss the world. Okay, sounds good. They sit down. Uh, Buddha walks in as the guest star and they start talking. And then John Lennon is the musical performer. If that happens and it's live streamed, no one's even going to watch the performance. They're going to read the comments. Uh, Aram says it actually is an anti-sane Facebook group with mostly gross memes referring to a uh, uh, former Zaniac page. See if you can get in. I got kicked out. If you are a vocal Zane supporter, you likely will get booted. It's run by former listeners who I understand wanted to take over control of the show from Zane and were shown the door. I think technically the name of the group is Castaways or something. Which, by the way, Andrea is so dense. She wanted to name it Castoffs. But she she's so uh, uh, dumb. She didn't... It didn't, like register in her brain so she started thinking gilligan's island and put it called it the castaways like three hour tour ss minnow you know professor marianne and the howls Corey says she's a dumb fuck <laughs> kenny says aram is spot on he's a he's a smart motherfucker Oh, my God. Ryan says, for what it's worth, I think you're a com tremendous content driver. Well, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. It's what makes your show so interesting. Sure, the Freeburn Outwing Show commentary at times is entertaining. Uh, but the rest is gold, my man. Referring to my show? Oh, that, that's high praise. I appreciate that. I Hey, you know what I love is nice things said about me. Uh, who doesn't love that? I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kind of a simpleton. Um, all right. Let's see. I wrote some notes down and that is it. There is, there is nothing more to say. That is that. Oh, I, I take it back. A lot of people are like, what's he going to do now? What is going to happen to him? Um, well, you know, being the world is what it is. If you were to type his name in, it's going to uh, pull up a lot of weirdo shit. And I'm sure he's aware of that. So I, you know, that's difficult. That's a, that's a tough spot to be in. Uh, so industry wise, I don't know how that works. And just in general, how, the, how does that work? fuck um now i don't know maybe he got a ton of cash maybe he got a ton of money and he can just ride off into the sunset and if that's the case it good really good my advice is uh get to work get to work on um 
doing what you need to do to be happy. And I'm not referring to going on exotic trips. In my humble opinion, that would mean 90 meetings, 90 days. If by chance there is something that could possibly be happening to you that requires something like that. Allegedly, maybe in my humble opinion. All right. Final prep as we get into the home stretch for this wedding. But before I get into that, I, um, I got to say goodbye to a handful of people. Uh, if you are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I got to kick you out. Go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and watch the show, the rest of it on Twitch. If you're one of those, I got to get it as it happens because it starts every day at 8 a.m. Eastern time and goes till 10. Um, so sign up on Twitch. It's free. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live live. Uh, follow the page. Give yourself a little username so you can comment. Um, and also uh, subscribe to the channel with your Amazon Prime account. I don't mention this enough. Subscribe to the channel with your Amazon Prime account. And then you can get the show commercial free as it happens live. Otherwise, uh, download the audio wherever you download podcasts. I make it available on all the platforms. After the live show is done, I upload the audio. It's it's available shortly after Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, all of them. Okay. Very, very simple to find this. Don't ask on a message board. How do I find the Eric Zane? Come on, man. Jesus. So there you go. Thank you so much to all of you. If you did uh, get this portion of the show on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch and Facebook. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And um, YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Uh, help you out with uh, getting insurance in the marketplace. If you ever want to say hello to me with a personalized email, just send me an email, eric at ericzanecho.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Thank you so much. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Something else just popped into my brain. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah. So yesterday I got done with the podcast. It was a little shorter than I wanted it to be because I had that hockey game. And I talked about this on yesterday's Patreon. Off I went. I went directly from the hockey game with 10,000 screaming kids because it was a matinee game. My God, incredible. Uh, Went across town, picked up the tux. Two tuxes. Jim's tux, my tux. Try the tux on. Looks fantastic. They did a great job. Uh, What's the name? What is the name of that place? Um, I recommend them. This is a freebie. Bridal Elegance on the east side of Grand Rapids. They were very, very professional. Everything was great. Bring Jim's tux home. Jim comes over to pick up the tux. I go try on the tux. He goes, I gotta go. I'm in a rush. I go, you're always in a rush, but you're going to hate yourself if you try on the, if you don't try on that tux. Because if wedding day comes around, and you put on that tux, and the pants are three inches too short, 
and you look like a fucking hipster asshole, you're going to be pissed. So try on the tux. Tries on the tux. Good. It's all coming together. Then I get a notification from the men's warehouse. It's Gary. Gary says the jacket is done. I got to bring, get the NFK, drive over to see Gary again. NFK tries on the jacket, get the jacket, get the fuck out of there. On the way home, stop by the cleaners to pick up the pants after those true American heroes at uh, Jenison Cleaners. Go see those folks. They're amazing. Um, Cleaned out the shit out of the pants that had been soiled by the NFK when he tried them on at the men's warehouse. Just in case you were not here for that story, yes, go back to Monday. But essentially what happened, Monday has more amazingly funny, gory details. But essentially, getting fitted for a suit puts on the pants, comes out of the fitting room, and sometime where he came out of the fitting room to when he took off the pants, he took a shit in the pants. I am not kidding you. Give the pants to Gary. Gary gives them to the tailor. The tailor tailors the pants, and but before oh looks in the pants, goes, oh, my God, there's shit in the pants. I'm sitting right here. I get a fucking call from Gary. It says the tailor, tailored shit-filled pants, put on gloves, took scissors, and cut through shit to tailor the pants, Eric. He actually said, Eric, brother-in-law had an accident. There's poop in the pants, his words. What? Huh? Immediately took him to the cleaners. Explained it to the cleaners. They're like, you son of a bitch. Got to pick up the pants. Tonight, rehearsal dinner. Friday, wrap my mind around this. Saturday, wedding day. Uh, There is snow, big snow coming this is a catastrophe and diana she goes i i'm so stressed about this so i had to give her the old i go uh what are you worried about and she explains i go well it hasn't happened yet has it no i go well this isn't this what you tell me when i before i started being medicated on a very powerful antipsychotic medication that when i would sit there huddled in a corner in a fetal position and you'd stroke my little head and, and say, it's okay, you don't, you can't predict the future. Isn't that what you told me? Did you do that? Yes. Uh, uh, what, what type of effect did it have on me? It helped you. I go, yeah, of course. Because you're right. I, I can't predict. I don't know what's going to happen anywhere, anytime. So don't worry about things that haven't yet happened. So I go, uh, I don't see any snow out there. I don't see anybody. I didn't hear about any plane cancellations. Have you? No. I go, don't worry about it. If it, it's to be, it's to be. There is literally nothing you can do. Uh, weather, if, seriously, we, we cannot worry about this. It will all work out somehow, some way. And if it doesn't, let's just say, 
All right, I'll engage you in some uh, way with you. Let's say all those people, their flights get canceled. People can't show up because of the weather. Bright side, that means prudent decisions were made to keep them safe. Okay? They live to celebrate another day. And you know what? The sun is going to rise. We, She's getting married. That's it. That's the day. You know? That's the way it goes. Now, I did not say, maybe you, maybe she should have thought of that before she scheduled a, a fucking Michigan cold weather wedding. I didn't go there. though. I wouldn't do that. Of course, she's probably going to hear this. So, that's kind of weird. <clears throat> uh, the great food giveaway. Number three happens on the 22nd of December. That is a Thursday. Julie M., Mike Ball, uh, the folks at Irvine's uh, dropped some cash in our bucket yesterday. So appreciative. So appreciative. Now, I'm starting to get a clear picture on the cost of all of this food to feed 200 families for Christmas. I need 200 hams. 400 cans of corn. You know, one can of corn is not enough. You got to have two for dinner. So it's going to be the ham, two cans of corn. I'm sorry, 400 cans of corn, 200 bags of potatoes, 200 jars of gravy. I make my own gravy. Well, no, don't make your own gravy. It's in a jar. It's perfect. Quit being a gravy snob for God's sake. 200 packages of King's Hawaiian rolls and 200 pies, pumpkin pies for dessert. Each of these put into a box. People pull up. We tell them we love them. Happy holidays. Put the food in the back and off they go. I'm pretty confident my friends from the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance will love to be part of this again. They have an unbelievable group of volunteers that make uh, life easier for uh, pets and pet owners with free food and for cats and dogs and stuff like that. So, and that's it. We just hang out. We have cocoa. We, uh, you know, just have a great Sarah Rook Rock Roosh screams at people. Uh, we get to see Saul's furry ass. Oh my God. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I would guess that the cost of this is going to be three to $4,000 cost of Thanksgiving meal of a Thanksgiving meal has gone up 20% this year because of this inflation thing. Uh, and you know, everybody's blaming Joe Biden, which that is not true. Um, it's easy to throw Joe Biden under the buff, buff, the bus, but it's a pandemic pandemic caused all of this shit. People forget that. Anyway, um, so I just reached out to Joshua R. over at Meyer in Jenison, and I go, how much is this all going to cost for all this food? And he goes, all right, the only thing I'm not sure of right this second is the cost of the hams, Eric Zane, but I will have a dollar amount for you. And I remember correctly, I think it was we paid close to $2,000 last year. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be north of $4,000. So, what I'm telling you is this. Um, 
If you are uh, listening or watching the live stream right now, there you go. Venmo PayPal. Uh, Not the uh, uh, classiest way to do it, being that I'm basically asking you to funnel money to me. But all of this money is piling up in the account, and I will, of course, keep you abreast of everything. Uh, right now, I have $700 in the Venmo. I'm sorry, $300 in the Venmo. And in the PayPal, uh, north of $700. Some of the ones on pay on uh, uh, PayPal, like if you send it via PayPal, PayPal takes some money out of it. So, like... If someone gives five hundred dollars, it shows up as like four ninety, and I, I I wasn't aware of that. Um, I don't know if there's a way around that. Maybe if you send it to me as like a friend, that might uh, that might work out. But otherwise, uh, Venmo does not. So PayPal, they they take some money out. Uh, Chris K, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, Amy, thank you very much. Um, so I I take it back. So I had north of seven hundred on PayPal. Not counting the 500 from Irvine's. So that's north of 1,200 plus the 300 on Venmo. And that is quite literally with one, two, uh, three. That, that's like six, seven people who have donated. That's the number. That's it. So um, where we're really going to be able to kick ass, because if you do want to drop a ton of cash in this. I realize that's a little funky for me to say, yeah, go ahead and drop a bunch of cash. And it. it's not a, th- uh, 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 what do you call it? Five Oh, what do you, what do you say? Five Oh one C three. It's not a, this is not a tax deductible donation, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm uh, being very upfront with you as I have in the first couple of years and then take all of that money. And then I'll actually take screenshots of what Venmo looks like, like the actual dollar amount in there. And then um, we'll go ahead and uh, uh, post that along with the actual dollar amount spent on the food. Any extra cash left over gets funneled over to Kids Food Basket in uh, West Michigan, which, uh, well, even more um, than just West Michigan, which it also feeds school kids. And then there's the business sponsor-on-sponsor crime moment from Irvine's. They have challenged this. If you are listening to the show and you sponsor the show, uh, Jamie from Irvine's has said, uh, we have a $500 donation and we are challenging any other sponsors to get in on this to be part of the army of sponsors. So she's looking at anybody who's actually hearing my words as I speak them um, to get involved. So thank you very much. So keep it pouring in. And what, like I was, I was getting to the point of uh, five, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Uh, if those types of donations, if they show up in mass, that's really going to push this out into the outer reaches of the atmosphere so that we uh, buy a ton of food as much as we possibly can, that 200 families get fed, which is double the amount from last year. I have a big goal. We have a big goal. And then extra cash sent off to Kids Food Basket. Okay. Now, 
if in the event we don't actually give the food away, like there's just not enough people that come up during the two hours that we're there, which has never happened in the first two years, but we're, like I said, we're giving away uh, uh, 200 meals here. Then we load up all the food and we transport it over to Mel Trotter Ministries, downtown Grand Rapids, who they are so entirely dependent on these types of in-kind donations. So we'll just transport it over there that day in Mike's big fancy uh, MB distributing trailer. All right, so I'm stoked about that. It's a, uh, it's a wonderful time of year. It's a most wonderful time of the year. I cannot get into uh, Christmas music. Around here, they call it Christmas music, which I think is offensive. Aren't you supposed to say holiday music? I mean, what about people who don't actually celebrate? Let's say they're um, uh, Jewish. Or let's say, you know, they just like the uh, uh, being with their family and taking care of their fellow man. But they haven't yet gone down the road of religion. Shouldn't we be saying happy holidays? Megan says, if the music is about Christmas, I think it's okay. I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with that. I think they should have a rotating schedule. So like one year, it would be, it's Christmas music on Star 105.7. And then the next year, it's Hanukkah music and just still just play it all, you know? Sean says, uh... Nice cancel culture logic. Kyle says, I celebrate Christmas, so I say Merry Christmas. Wait a minute. How can you celebrate Christmas? Don't you, aren't you a non-believer? Don't you, wait a minute. Aren't you like uh, an atheist or something like that? You just said, I celebrate Christmas. That's weird. I think, you know what I think, Kyle? I think that you're on the verge of committing to Christianity. That's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to be one of these guys who later in life, you're going to have baby Jesus is going to say, all right, just like uh, 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 fucking Jake from the Blues Brothers. Yes, I have seen the light. And you're going to become uh, a born-again Christian. That's what's going to happen to you. The thing is, though, when that happens to people, when a person like in their 40s uh, becomes a born-again Christian, they become annoying as fuck. I'm a Christian, and if you're a born-again Christian, I want to punch you in the stomach. You know? Because, you see, born-again Christians are always trying to make up for lost time. They've spent the first 40 years of their life not being a Christian. 
So then when they finally commit, they're just, oh, everything they say and do, they're like, oh, praise Jesus. And I'm like, what the fuck? Huh? You just tied your shoes. Jesus is up there and he's saying, yeah, you know what, man? You don't need to praise me because you tied your shoes. Praise me when a miracle happens. Those are the things that I would like credit for. But if you have the ability to tie your shoes and get to work on time and not beat up chicks, I do not want you to go around and give it's It's embarrassing. It's too much. I'm sitting here hanging out with the apostles doing my thing and I'm getting all these blessings and like, Oh, here comes another, here's another praise for you, Jesus. And he's like, Oh God, fucking Kyle tied his shoes. Shut up. Yeah, I get it. So the ultimately, if you do and you will, uh, probably when you're like 70 years old, you're going to become a born again, Christian, you know, just keep your mouth shut. Just keep it to yourself. You don't need to go around telling everybody that you're born again and all that shit. Low key. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people send me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Um, all right. I have a Patreon show happening a little bit later on today. I post 11 different, uh, shows every week on the Patreon five Patreon bonus podcasts, Monday through Friday. When this show gets done Two lost Zane recordings, episodes from the old radio days. 
Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, which I'm doing that today as opposed to two days ago on Tuesday. Uh, also, I post the Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100. I give it to you without commercial interruption before it even airs. Not that you'd listen to it. Um, and then, of course, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. We're taking care of that on Friday, tomorrow, tomorrow evening. You can be in the live audience for that on Zoom. That's all part of the Patreon. And then uh, the newest edition, Who Are These Zanes? Where Ben and I record a show where we review my old radio broadcasts on different radio stations and just have a hell of a time cringing and laughing at the shit show that is your old pal, Eric Zane. All on Patreon. I suggest trying it for just one month. Five or $10 a month. Five bucks is all the audio for that month. Ten bucks is all the audio and the video and the live streams. If you like it, convert it to a yearly and I'll knock 10% off of the price. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to reach out to them if you're in the market for a mortgage. 231-332-6505. If you're anywhere in the U.S., you can reach out to them. Uh, with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine. The uh, Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Hang on, my brother Paul is calling me. Push up, Paul. Kirk. Hey, I'm podcasting, but go ahead. To and re-record, press three what to continue hell? recording where you left off. Hold on. See, yeah. Got yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Let me uh, let me try that again. Ah, shit. What the fuck? What the hell was that? I could hear him leaving a message on my thing. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Eric, I can't make it this weekend, man. Yeah, you know, I, I expected this uh, for the audience. This is on the show, by the way. Well, uh, uh, hang on. Yeah, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Paul, uh, he doesn't do driving in the snow, and I certainly can understand that. So, yeah. Um, yay, man. I, You know what? I expected that. We've got a winter storm hitting here. Yeah, big winter storm. Not no sissy. No, no, no. This is uh, this is I I've I've been wrapping my brain around this since I saw that the snow was coming. What about if I came and got you? No, <laughs> you're not gonna come and get me. Yes, I can. No, no. no. You you are you are refusing. You're saying no. I can't do it, dude. Okay. I I'm not gonna. What? Well, you feel- could, you could sit in the back and drink. <laughs> I was going to drink anyways. <laughs> That's okay. In fact, maybe I will if I drink. You probably drive better. <laughs> uh, but Wally is going to go with Jimmy and Eric. I mean, Jimmy and Sandy. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't I didn't know that he's like totally blind. Oh, yeah, Wally, my mom's husband, yes. Yeah. Because uh, he had me give him a hotel room originally. I was taking him home. And he, re- he forgot to tell me that he can't stay by himself in a hotel room. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, why the fuck didn't you tell me that? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, boy. 
Well, so we had two rooms reserved uh, right there near the place, and uh, I canceled them. And Jimmy's going to bring Wally, and they're going to stay a couple nights to avoid the storm, I guess. Uh huh. They're, they're renting a house or something. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so that's how he's going to get around, I guess, driving in the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, uh, I, I I think that wasn't there a time. When you uh, were driving and you like, uh, didn't you like get in some major wreck and cause the interstate to shut down in Tennessee? <laughs> Not quite, but uh, yeah, I blacked out. Your audience will love this. And uh, <laughs> I drove for eight hours and fucking don't remember any of it. Now, and you, but you weren't intoxicated. No, and I woke up. That's happened many times, trust me. <laughs> Coming here to work. I ended up right near our house in Warren, 30 miles past my exit. So it's like as soon as you get behind the wheel, you just kind of lose your mind? Yeah, and that's why I don't drive for the city. Okay. And back in June, July, when we set this thing up to come yeah. to the wedding, yeah. I, Andy uh, wanted to know if I could take Wally and all this stuff, and I said, yeah, but if it snows, I'm not doing it. No, no. And, you know, that was six months ago that I said that. So she says, but, Paul, I'm going to call you out on the fact that you're a professional driver. You drive for a city, a city government. I said, no, I don't, Sandy. I do the sidewalk oh, because, I, yeah. because I can't fucking drive. I can't, so you, oh, my God. Yeah, I, that sounds awkward to me to actually have that conversation. Well, she was, she, she being, being a good yeah. you know, sister-in-law, she can point out the pimples on your face and she right. thought I was just trying to get out of the fact I didn't want to go to Grand Rapids right, right. and I didn't want to take Wally. So then I explained to her all these oh, okay. things. So I, so basically she uh, meant well. Oh you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't take it as an insult. Right, right. Whatsoever. Well, you know, yeah, like like you said, uh, family, we can have those conversations. It, right, and it, and it, it sounds on paper as a cop-out, but I do not drive for the city. In fact, when I have to work, right, being in my contract, I have to show up for emergency situations for the city. Right now, I lose I lose all my overtime because I rent a hotel room. So listen to me now. Just hear me out, and you don't have to commit to this. Are you telling me that if I went because I have free time tomorrow, I could come get you? I have a place for you to you and your lovely daughter to stay. And then I could bring you home on Friday, Sunday. I'm not. I can't do it on a Friday anyway, so I got to work. I'll, I'll come get you when you're done working. You're not going to come down here I on don't. a Saturday <laughs> in a blizzard. No, it's a Friday, and yeah, I, I work Saturday morning. Well, oh, you got work Saturday morning. Holy shit! Yeah, okay. me and Goose were going to come up. No, you're right. You're right. Without Wally. Right. We we're going to go right to the wedding. We'd be there by the four o'clock yep. or whatever time it is. Hey. We have our hotel room. We had our hotel room. After the wedding, me, I'm taking Wally. We were going to go back to the hotel. Right, right. And then come home on Sunday. You realize there's an open bar. You're missing out. <laughs> I'll walk. I'm leaving right now. All right. Well, I love no, you. I love you very much. And uh, uh, Hey, so listen, before I forget, you have to text me Jackie's address 
and phone number, please. I want to tell her myself. I mean, I know you're going to tell her, but I want to talk to her. And then Goose and I will have to come, you know, some weekend when I when there's a good weather forecast. And I know it's not the wedding, but we want to come over and say yeah, hi. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're fine. You're fine. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you a little bit later on. All right. All right. I love you. Break a leg. Okay. See you. Bye. Uh, Comments. Stevie with the judgmental. Is he trying to get out? Is he trying to get out of the wedding due to weather? Tesk, tesk. Look, you can't do that. Why are you? What? Come on. Um. Sarah is trying to suggest that she should be at the wedding. Oh, my God. I can just imagine that. Hang on. Seriously. Knock it off. God, I hate that. Uh, Chris uh, uh, writes, it's slippery as shit out right now. I slid past one intersection already this morning. (laughs) Sarah says, push up, Paul is now Pussy Paul. (laughs) Fucking shit. Well, uh, Kenny adds, this is where Diana's worrying starts to take shape and actually happen. Oh, boy. Yeah, it might. It might. And if that's the case, again, our arms are too short to box with God. Um, Stevie says, I'll be your plus one. So I think, uh, audience members are kind of like circling the wagons for last minute calls. Hey, yeah, you can attend. You're going to need some seat fillers, Eric. You know how to reach me. Aram says, where can Zaniacs send wedding gifts? Oh God. Kenny, uh, putting himself squarely in the crosshairs with should have scheduled the wedding for September or October, maybe. Now, how helpful is that, you dumb dick? That is not helpful in any way. Shut up. In fact, guess what? Guess what? No, I'm not going to give you a timeout. I'm not going to do that to you. Corey says, invite that troll, Andrea. Ugh. God, those people. Florida man 814 says, yes, wanting me to ban Kenny. Kenny, shut up. I I already, I already covered this. And I already, I don't care that you're saying it. You know why I don't care? He writes, snow is common there this time of year. Is it not? That's all I'm saying. That's the problem. If you are saying it's always looked at with a raised eyebrow. I like how how you're sitting there complaining about, oh, no, now here it comes. That's it. You know what? Aram gets away with saying more snarky shit now. Yeah, but I like him better than you. 
Okay, now you're asking for it. He okay. If I had to, if I'm on a boat and it's sinking, and only I can only save one, and Aram and Kenny are there, I'm pushing Kenny off of that fucking boat. <laughs> All right. See, I'm kidding. I'm not even gonna ban you because that crack was just too ridiculous. <laughs> he gives me the finger. You're right. See, this is when I want to leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, anyway, Ryan says, let's be honest. He wouldn't save anyone. Well, you don't know that. Um, all right. So it is, it is kind of ugly. I, I feel bad that, uh, Paul can't be there and my niece, Alicia, but, um, folks, the Whalen show uh, you have till tomorrow to buy tickets for that show for Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Okay, I just posted a great interview with the guys. We talk about a lot of shit included in that. And this is on the, uh, it's a, a video interview, but I'm going to post the audio to it a little later on. Um, the story of how they became pals with Guy Fieri from uh, the Food Network. And, uh, it's just a great, great story. I love this story, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. But Wayland, I got this a little wrong. When you buy tickets and send me proof that you bought tickets, you got to go to sectionlive.com. That's the intersection where the venue is at. Where, that's the venue where the show is happening. You buy those tickets. Send me proof that you per, um, purchased them, like a screenshot at Eric at Eric, to eric at ericsancho.com, and then I'm going to draw three winners of VIP you and a guest so six people now VIP it isn't so much sound check it's a pre-show acoustic set of songs that they are not going to play in the full band concert so Mitch and Phil barstools acoustic in a small little portion of the intersection known as the mint which is an awesome place great acoustics I've been there it's awesome I've seen Waylon there um, they're going to be in the mint part of the intersection performing a special VIP show for just a handful of people. So that is going to add to the, cause sound check is boring. It's just basically making noise and making sure that the mics work. So it isn't a sound check. It's a VIP acoustic, uh, concert before the show. That's what you get. Plus you get to hang out with the band pictures. It's true VIP and all comes with the purchase of your ticket if you win now i'm gonna draw tomorrow okay so you have till tomorrow at 3 p.m to send me your screenshot of your purchase to eric at ericzaneshow.com i'm not gonna lie the odds of winning are good in fact right now i have sold three pair of tickets so that's it. I right now have my three unless if someone else buys. Then I will have to have a drawing. But since I'm giving away three, I already have three. If no one else buys, those three are going. Uh, Adam was one. Um, I think a, a Josh was another. And I just got another one just the other day. So there you go. I will let you know. I'll have that drawing at 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow so buy the tickets they're only 15 bucks sectionlive.com black friday show i'll be there waylon 
chance to win VIP. Awesome. Great, great fun. Go see Waylon. Maureen, you can be our guest. I don't know if Linda's up for it. She, I was talking with Linda. She said she wants to relax and kind of lay low. She's been through the ringer re, uh, recently, so your sweet sister might not be up for it. But if that's the case, you just come with us. Ryan says, is this that band that used to be promoted on GRD back in the day? Oh, yeah, man. That's where they cut their teeth. So there you go. In just a minute, I'm bringing in Kyle from Dumpster Divers. We had a hell of a time last last uh, week. That was just fun. I love talking to Kyle. We bring in Kyle in momentarily. Uh, you too can advertise on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Just reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will tell you how it works. All right? Uh, so simple. Everything's a handshake deal. I've got uh, countless dozens of people who are satisfied uh, with all of the marketing that they've gotten and how effective it's been. So um, just reach out. No pressure. I'll tell you how it works. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Longtime sponsor, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Locally, lady, veteran-owned. So they live here. The big boss is mom, Jamie. She's a veteran. Her husband is Eric. Okay, Jamie and Eric. Uh, Jamie owns 99.5%. She lets Eric have half a percent. Eric fixes cars. Jamie uh, is, you see her every day when you walk in there. Get a cup of coffee from the greatest coffee machine ever made. Megan, their daughter, is there. The eye candy, along with Bruce. Bruce is there making sure that you get entered into the system, telling you about your repairs, how much it's going to cost, shit like that. All the while, Megan sits there and you're like, you're not even hearing it because you're looking at her and you're like, you got to get the hell out of here. I can't even concentrate uh, on what Bruce is saying. I mean, he's handsome enough as it is. You got to leave. Okay. You're just too, you're just too gorgeous. And, and then Jamie, and then you look and there's Jamie and you're like, oh my God, now I'm getting double team with gorgeousness. Everybody at Irvine's is so attractive that women have gone in and left as full on lesbians and men have walked in and left uh, full on gay. There's not, well, there's, there is a term, I guess, for a, a man who's gay, but I can't say it. It's a slur. But you get what I'm talking about. These are beautiful people. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. In fact, even if you're just driving by along 44th Street, just east of 131 Side Street called Stafford, you see it? Go down there and just go in and get coffee and just look at how attractive they are and then just leave, okay? Ladies, you will be moist. Dudes, you'll have a boner. The most attractive workforce in the car repair industry is at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. It's a simple fact. All right. Speaking of attractive, Joe Martinez uh, from A&E Heating and Cooling. Tu madre es una puta. 
the uh, creator of Forbidden Spanish. Bete la chingada, cabrón. Bete la chingada. Bete la chingada, cabrón. A&E Heating and Cooling. Get a furnace tune-up for $79. Now, you drive around Grand Rapids, you're going to see tons of places that offer $79. Uh, some more. I don't think anybody does it less than that. But this is my guy. This is Joe Martinez, who left the big corporate HVAC company because he felt, you know, I think this place is just screwing people. Okay? And I think I can do it better for less. So, if you have something major like uh, a repair that you that needs to be done or maybe you need a brand new furnace, go ahead and get an estimate from anybody else, doesn't matter who. Uh, get two. And then on the third one, make sure it's Joe Martinez. 616-516-8579 A and E heating and cooling. He's going to beat those other two. And he'll probably tell you how they were trying to bend you over. All right. Now, make no mistake, Joe is into bending people over. Like, if you call Joe on Saturday at 11 p.m. because your furnace is busted, because you never did get a uh, furnace tune-up like you sh- like I told you to, he is going to bend you over the pinata. I think it's $125 just for him to agree to come see you at that time. So, but if he, you need your heat, You got to get it turned on. He will help you with an after-hours service call. You might be a little cranky, and you might want to give him a six-pack of Dos Equis. Joe Martinez, A&E Heating and Cooling. I just realized I'm way late on getting hold of uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Hope he's not too messed up. Eric Zane. Hey, Eric Zane. Hey, Eric Zane. What's up, Eric Zane? Hello, Eric Zane. Kyle, what's going on? Just fucking chilling, dude. It's uh, it's dumpy time. Maureen, Maureen actually gave your segment a a a a, a, a new title, Dumpy Time with Kyle. <laughs> dumpy time, baby. I tell you what's dumping. It's fucking snow, dude. It's wild out there today. Now, uh. Since I sat down here to do this show, it wasn't snowing when it began at 8 a.m. in Hudsonville, Michigan. Is it uh, picking up where you are? Oh, it's, yeah, it was wild, dude. But, well, so when I left my house, yeah, it wasn't too crazy because we don't live that far apart. But then now I'm in, like, the Wyoming area, and it's, it's, a, it's a winter wonderland out here, dude. Oh, my God. Are you actually venturing out in this shit? No, nope. I, I don't have to today, so I'm just chilling in the office. So it's it's, it's chill. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kyler writes. He, he. I think we talked about this before. He wants to know. He writes. Did he quit Chibians? I think Chibians. <laughs> Chibians is uh, is resting, right? Yeah, Chibians is not dead completely. I'm. It's just I got I'm reformulating it somehow, and when I say I'm reformulating it, I've given myself no deadline into when to figure that out. Um, but it will. Chibians is going to be fucking back at some point, dude. Here's the thing about doing any type of online content or spoken word or anything like that. It 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 uh, un, unforeseen problems manifest in a weird way that kind of mess with people. I've actually heard of this and I've actually experienced that myself 
things that make you reassess. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, that's what it is. What, what can you do? Life's tricky, and you just fucking say, all right. <laughs> um, hey, yesterday or last week, the Lions got their second win in a row. Dan Campbell, Jared Goff. Now, these are these are people who on any given week, everyone can hate them. But for now, everybody seems to be back in love with them. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a weird game because um, I like I felt better during the Packers game, which is wild. But like this game, I was just like you know, especially when I was twenty four to ten, I was like, we're gonna fucking lose to the fucking Bears, dude. <laughs> and then um, yeah, some just some good ass shit happened. Like we just like uh, took over, and it was nice. Dude. I was like, hell yes. Uh- now I had uh, I hadn't paid attention, but I found out just by accident. I didn't even want to know who they played this week, but they're in New York to take on the Giants, who are pretty damn good. Now, look, they have a first year coach, and and it, I'm so sick and tired of teams getting a first year coach and they're suddenly great. I know. Why the fuck can't we get that? Why is it like? You know, we'll be happy if we win more, one more game than we won last year. Why is that? Right. Here's here's the fucking thing about the Giants, if you ask me. We're going to fucking beat them, dude, because they're not even – I don't get it. Like, they're not good. You know what I mean? Like, they got a good running back. That's for damn sure. And the quarterback is, like, 10% worse than Jared Goff. So, <laughs> I I think we should fuck them up. You know what don't, I mean? Like, don't I do it. That, Listen, we're probably going to come up with some sweet ass game plan to shut down the running back. And then hopefully we just win it by like three points. Dude, do not do this to yourself. Do not do this to yourself. Don't convince yourself <laughs> that they're going to win. Don't do it. Dude. Imagine though, dude, we're, we'd be right. We're like right back. We're already kind of like right back in the playoff race, which is uh, wild fuck. when you're fucking three and ten. Yeah. I don't want to hear we, about we it. Might do it dude. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. So what's on your mind today? We talked frogs, uh, last week. What else did we talk? <laughs> we talked frogs. Shit. That was part of it. That was excellent. Seeing that fucking frog. I loved it. That, I know that was, that was a good story. I got, I do got a couple of stories. I fucking pulled up. I'll start with, uh, the, the, Stranger one, I right. to say. And if you, as so, you, and by the way, as you talk, I, I'll be able to pull these up and you'll be able to see them. Oh, yes. Also, okay, fuck. So this one is, um, I Googled uh, hilarious news November 2022. But this first one is, there's actually no pictures on this one. So you don't have to pull okay. up if you don't want to. Gotcha. But um, yeah, this is, it's actually very fucking short, but it took, this thing is, hold on, four paragraphs, and it took me on a fucking emotional roller coaster. So let me just tell you about this fucking story. Okay. So the title is TSA and then a, a semi or a colon, meaning TSA said this, right? Yeah. And it says, handgun found inside raw chicken in luggage at airport. Right? So immediately you're like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? Like, right. somebody. You're like, are they transporting, like, like trying to, like, sell the guns? Or, like, is someone, like, I need to fucking kill somebody in Arkansas and I fucking need to get this gun there somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, starts out very fucking intense. And so, like, the first two paragraphs are just stupid. They're, like, information or whatever. They're, like, security officers, blah, blah, blah. They found the handgun, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to identify the person who they found the gun. 
But here's where it gets wild, right? So you're already like, you're, tri- you're not triggered, but you're like, your energy's up there. You're like, what's going on with this gun and the chicken? But then listen to this last fucking paragraph, okay? It says, according to TSA, fresh meat, seafood, and other non-liquid food items are permitted in both carry-on and check bags as long as they are packed on ice. And unloaded firearms are also allowed to be transported in check bags. Um, and so it's like, right. Why is this a fucking news article? You know what I mean? Like, well, it like, seemed like so fucking crazy. Yeah. But happened. wasn't it, but uh, like, oh, it's totally legal by the way. Wasn't, uh, <laughs> but, but didn't you start by saying that he tried to get it like on his carry on? No, it, it doesn't say, oh, hold on. Let me see. Because um, if he's trying to no, get it, it says in luggage. Okay. So it doesn't yeah. specify because if it's a carry on, yes. Check bags. I mean, if it's carry-on, no, you can't bring a pistol onto a plane. If it's a check bag, then yes. Yeah, so that's what it, it doesn't say. So I guess I guess this journalist needs to get yeah. fucking fired. Yeah, I think that that's what it is. I think that's the big thing. I mean, it, 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 it's uh, if dumb fuck uh, uh, brings fucking fresh food on onto a carry-on, I don't think I don't even think you can do that, let alone a gun up the ass of the chicken. <laughs> no, it, it does say you can bring fresh meat in a carry-on bag. Oh, okay. Which I think is that's I think that's fucking negligent. Because if I was fucking chilling on a plane and some dude whips out some chicken out of his fucking luck, right. luggage, I'm gonna be like, I, I wouldn't even know. I don't even know how I'd react. Pulls probably out a fucking equal, rushing. I'd probably be equally as like frustrated as when I there's a fucking baby crying on a plane. <laughs> Could he maybe have um, uh, brought a actual live chicken with a gun up its ass? Oh, dude, that'd be wild. Um, no, it does say raw chicken. I guess it does say raw chicken. So when you fly, I have a hack for you uh, with baby screaming on plane. Do you Have you ever used earplugs? Of course you have, right? Uh, yes. So if you take earplugs and really get them in there, like so deep that you got to get them out with tweezers, it, it actually is so incredibly, um, uh, quieting has such an incredible quieting effect that it takes the edge off like 90%. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Here's the fucking problem though. Right. Um, this is another little, little soiree into the life of Kyle. Let me fucking tell you this. Um, I had two fucking surgeries on my ears when I was a little kid. Oh, like one to like, I don't know what it's called. Like, uh, put either putting tubes in and taking tubes out. I don't remember. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. They did that once and then they fucked something up. Um, I, you had to look at my medical records to, to tell me what it was, but they fucked something up. So then they had to go back in there and do some, like do it again, but then do some other shit too. Oh. So. Um, and I'm paraphrasing here cause I'm not a doctor, but my ears are pretty fucked up. Right. Oh, okay. Um, so when I tried to put the fucking, uh, earplugs in on the airplane because of like the pressure system, yeah. um, or the pressure or whatever, like I can't do it. Like oh. there's something, they did something within my ears that d- like does not allow me to wear the earplugs without my head exploding. Oh my God. And you found that out right then and there. Oh, yeah, I found yeah, it out trial and error, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Gee, it feels like your head's going to explode. Yeah, I, I put them in, and I was like, because here's the thing, too, um, and I should have known something would probably be fucked up, but um, 
I like my ears don't pop on planes. Like I just like there's no pressure. Like I feel yeah. like totally fucking regular like on a plane. Uh-huh. So I should have, you know, people are always bitching like, oh, my fucking ears. And I'm like, so I should have realized that like my ears are probably just different on plane. Yeah, you're an and alien. I fuck, and so I was like, I put those suckers in and I was like, I'm going to fucking die, dude. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I have people inquiring about uh, the one, the person who uh, you thought might have been like a hooker who was smoking out in front of the building. Oh, you know what? Let me. I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna go look out there right now. See if that fucking lady's out there. Um, I did see her um, the other day. Um, she was she was out there for a minute, but then I was I was busy, so I didn't stay out there. For, but okay, yeah, she's she's trying to come back and claim her territory, dude. I still don't know what she's fucking doing out there. If 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 you see her there during one of these moments that we're having, you need to walk up and bang on the glass and have a conversation with her while while we're on the podcast. <laughs> I fucking totally will. Damn it, she's not out there though. <laughs> no, dude. One of these Thursdays, we're gonna fucking catch her, dude. And I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you're live on the fucking Easy Show. What are you doing <laughs> on here, dude?" <laughs> hey, did you listen to the old Free Bear and Howling show back in the day? <laughs> No, no, I was always like a 96.9 guy. Oh, okay. Like, like, like 101.3 when it was more classic rockers. All right, so all right. I, all didn't, right. I didn't get into like the newer age type shit. You're an old soul is what you are. So, yeah, super old soul. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, uh, what else you got for us, Kyle? So fucking check this out too, dude. Um, so I did incredible fucking journalism work here and... Um, I'm not just going to tell you this story. I'm also going to link it to this other fucking thing that I also found. Yeah. Which, so this is going to be, this is juicy. Um, well, it's not, it's not actually juicy, but whatever. Um, have you ever seen that fucking movie, um, called the terminal starring Tom Hanks? I've, uh, I am aware of it. I, I actually know that plot. It's a true story, right? Yeah. So anyways, that fucking dude, the real dude just died. Um, yeah, for those Let's who don't see. know, the uh, it was a, a gentleman um, at an actual airport terminal who lived there inside of the terminal. Yeah, and actually, this one you can um, you can fucking pull it up if you want to. Yeah. It's uh, I, it, I said I googled like hilarious news, November twenty twenty two, whatever. But it's the AP News um, link on there, or whatever. And then it just says, like, the title of it is Iranian who inspired the terminal dies at Paris airport. Um, but anyways, you can pull it up because there's a fucking picture of him, like, sitting in his little home, I guess. you Like, I don't know. It's in a hallway at the fucking airport. But he's got shitloads of bags and, like, a shopping cart and, like, a little couch that yeah. he fucking is I, uh, living on. I, I, I see it, and I'm going to share it with the audience. And I guess my question is, how the fuck did this even happen? Yeah, so yeah, let me let me let me scroll down here. So what happened was, um, okay, so he lived in the airport from 1988 until 2006. 80, um, 88. This is where it gets juicy, right? So yeah. First, he first was because of legal limbo because he lacked residency papers, which I'll get into in a second here. But then later, he just fucking lived there because he wanted to, and nobody would kick him out because he was fucking. <laughs> Chilling. Oh. But, um, so anyways, it says he was born in Iran. Then he went to study in England in 1974 when he was 29. 
Um, then when he came back to fucking Iran, he got in prison because he was protesting the government or whatever. Okay. So they, expel- they expelled him without a passport. Um, so he was like, down shit creek on that one. So then he applied for political asylum in several countries, it says. And then Belgium gave him some refugee credentials. But then when he was in Paris at a train station, somebody stole his briefcase. Good. So, <laughs> so then he got fucking arrested by the cops, um, but they couldn't deport him anywhere because he didn't have any fucking, like he was just a dude. And this is the eighties. So like, you know, you didn't have like phones and like a, a or a, like a um, identity online or whatever. So anyways, they were like, we don't know what to fucking do with this guy. So they just sent him to the airport, and then he just stayed the fuck. He just stayed there. Dude. Yeah, I I have never understood this. I don't under I I don't get how this was allowed. Um, and so many questions. Like, what if he you know gets horny and just starts jacking off right there? <laughs> Straight up. I know there's this one. Let me find it. Um, yeah, this one paragraph, listen to this. And of course, they're French. And this was 1999 when he said it, so different times. But he goes, eventually I will leave the airport, he told the Associated Press in 99, while he's smoking a fucking pipe in the middle of the airport. Yeah, I see his, it. On his bench that he's fucking living on. He's just smoking a pipe. He just owns the fucking place. Hey, dude. fuck this so guy. He probably, he probably beat it quite a bit, I would say. This is a goddamn place of business. You can't just go and live <laughs> there, this fucking motherfucker. Fuck him. Oh, my so, God. So then, look at this. This is where the juice starts to thicken or the cup starts to fill up or whatever you want to say. So then he finally got his fucking papers, right? Yeah. And he was, said he was, like, surprised, that, obviously because it had been years or whatever at this point. Um, but then... Um, he didn't leave the fucking airport and these people. So he goes, those who befriended him in the airport said the years of living in the windowless space took a toll on his mental state. Oh. Right? So, and there was an airport doctor who said that he was, he goes, yeah, he's basically fucked. Like yeah. he's fossilized. Yeah. It just, um, it just cooked his brain. It just cooked his fucking brain. Yeah, which I can imagine, too, because an airport, it's a lot, you know what I mean? Like, even when you're there, just, like, passing through a city, like, you get, like, you're, like, tired, like, just, like, being around all those fucking people, I feel like. I've got a clip of him standing next to the movie poster. Oh, yeah. Um, And and I bet you, and he, he's got the same I hate my life look on his fucking face every time <laughs> you see it, see the guy. And it's like, a, and you know that they made that movie and didn't give him one red cent. For his story. Oh, for Not sure. one penny. Yeah, super so you know how it is. <clears throat> so this guy is, uh, th- this is unbelievable. And, uh, and if you work for that airport, um, when he died, you know, in the back room, they had a party. Oh, well, yeah. Who knows? I guess. Yeah, French people are kind of assholes, aren't they? Well, I mean, because they're now the fucking smelly-ass guy who washes his asshole <laughs> and balls in the sink of the fucking... Can you imagine? You are you just, you know, you've had a long day of travel. You walk into the bathroom, and this guy's got his cock in the sink because <laughs> it washes shit up because he has no place to do it. He's at the goddamn lo- uh, uh, airport washing <laughs> his cock in the sink. His cock in the sink. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, but no, get this, right? So he fucking, eventually he left. He refused to sign the papers, but then he fucking had to leave. 
um, in 2006, right? So 18 years later, yeah, they kicked, they finally kicked his ass out of there. Then he lived in a shelter. But then get this, it's about to thicken again. Um, then he fucking in the weeks before his death, he moved back into the fucking airport. Oh. And they were just like an airport official was just like, yeah, he fucking moved back in, and like they actually could do like nothing about it. So, anyways. Yeah, they let his ass back in, so they must have loved him somewhat. Yeah, I don't maybe. know how that even, how they, I mean, because, you know, that would require him hauling his, you know, boxes of shit and grocery cart into the damn airport. Hell, I can't even, I can't even uh, uh, do anything without getting yelled at by some guy at the gate for not having the proper fucking tag. And this asshole wanders in with uh, all of his uh, worldly possessions. And uh, and a mason jar full of piss and just kicks a, <laughs> kicks his feet up. What a fucking dick this guy is. And then this is uh, here's the funny part too. Right, right at the end of the article, this journalist, um, who I'm guessing is just a dumb fuck, right? She starts confusing herself, right? So, anyways, she starts talking about the movie The Terminal, right? Which let me remind you, of course, is based on loosely on this story, but it is a completely fake movie, right? And it says um, Tom Hanks plays this one guy who arrives at JFK because his fictional Eastern European country of Krakosia or something like that. Yeah. So there's a political revolution. His papers are useless, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, um, and then she says, blah, blah, blah. Like he has to stay there while. Um, the unrest in Kokosia continues. And then what's the next bit or the sentence that this bitch says? She goes, no information is immediately available about survivors. And it's oh. like, it's a, it's a movie. Dude. Oh, it, hey. it wasn't real. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the movie's good because it's Tom Hanks. Uh, but uh, this guy's life is incredibly sad. What a horrible life. Jesus. I know. I, um, anyway, so then get this. This is where my, my journalistic work comes into play, right? So yeah. I started clicking around on that fucking article. And so there's this other article that says, and this is, this is going to piss, this should piss you off, I feel like, right? The article's headline is, Tom Hanks pens moving tribute to Iranian man who inspired the terminal, right? So you're like, okay, it's fucking Tom Hanks. He's going to whip out his typewriter. He's going to fucking, you know, write this right. long-ass thing and, like, be all Tom Hanksy, right? Right, sure. No, no, this is what fucking Tom Hanks did, dude. He hopped on fucking Instagram, and this is what he did. This is what all he wrote, and I would not call it moving by any means. He goes, sad to hear about the passing of that fucking guy from Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> then he goes... The airport is not that bad, in quotation marks. And he goes, no one knew that better than Baran. And I, that's, that's it. it? And I'm like, that's not fucking... So wait a minute. He penned a moving tribute, dude. He just typed two fucking sentences. So basically, <laughs> he said the airport's not that bad, so he gave a airport review? Well, no, it was in quotation marks, so I'm guessing that's oh, what Oh, that's what the guy said. I the, the Iranian guy probably said. Okay, okay. I, I, you know, I wish I could have Tom Hanks in front of me. I would like to say, you know, boy, that was nice that you wrote that about him. Did you ever give him any of your millions of dollars to help him get the mental, <laughs> mental health that he needs? 
I mean, could I mean, you? Be like, fuck no, dude. I was like, fucking. Uh, I was living in Greece right. for like two years. You're you're fucking... you're worth you're worth seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> Would it have been a nice gesture to give him uh, the care that he needs and the mental health care to have him assimilate with society? Maybe reunite him with his family. Uh, I don't know. Is there any? Had that ever crossed your mind in any way, Tom Hanks? No I'm, fucking way, dude. Here's what I think. Tom Hanks is, I've always thought this too, and I'm, I can't believe we never brought it up at this point, but um, Tom Hanks, to me, this is in my own mind, so it could be completely, it definitely it maybe is, who knows, but in my mind, Tom Hanks is definitely the most likely candidate to be the celebrity who, like, you think is, like, all nice and, like, a really cool fucking dude, yeah. but then, like, you somehow encounter him in like a back room at like a restaurant or whatever. Sure. And like you say something that pisses them off. Right. And Tom Hanks is probably the scariest fucking yeah. celebrity out of all of them, dude. Like he just fucking snaps his fingers. So somebody closes the doors and he looks at you and he's oh, yeah. like, he's like, Oh wow. And then just like fucking whips out a gun and yeah. just scares the shit out of you. I agree. The next thing you know, his dick's in your ass. <laughs> just hangs in it, dude. Yep. 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 I, I, Hey, I, I think that you might be onto something because he is so beloved. It's obviously just a ruse. I know. And there's like, no, well, okay. I don't know every fucking Tom Hanks movie there is. Um, although I guess I did see the Elvis movie and he was kind of like a bad dude in that movie, but there's, there's really no movies that I know of at least that Tom Hanks is like a bad fucking guy. Right. Not that I can, uh, I can think of. There was a movie called The Lady Killers. It was a Coen Brothers film. He might have been a, he might have been a heel, but uh, it was. Oh yeah, I know. I do know that movie. Yeah. Uh, no man, he's fucking great actor. Is no question. I don't even care if he is in. If we find out today that he's into human trafficking and uh, he's killed thousands, I'm gonna be like, that's okay because he's so great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, I, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much. Dumpster divers, LLC.com, uh, de- demolition junk removal. Tis the season, right? Tis the season, dude. Yeah, actually I'm get, we've got a couple calls, uh, both yesterday and today for like cute little old ladies who are like, I got a bunch of shit. Like help me. And I'm oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we definitely will. So, um, yeah, it's, it's that season. Dude. It's getting cold out there. So, you know, the laziness of the human race is about to kick in. So give us a call, dude. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, give my best to Emilio and to Tony. And yeah, very good. Onward and upward. Okay, buddy? All right. Sounds good. All right, Kyle. Thank you. All right. Love you guys. Yeah, man. There you go. Love that guy. I love that guy. You know what I love about Kyle is I'll be like, okay, what do you got? And he doesn't fuck around. He gets right to it i'm telling you he's a talent i don't put anybody on the eric zane show podcast unless they have some skills with the exception of ben i'm kidding i am so kidding no i have not uh i have not yet taken a peek outside feel bad i feel a little bad at uh, some people but you know what there's nothing we can do about this wedding thing you cannot control the weather paul does not travel in dicey weather that's just the way it goes and uh we'll figure it out it's gonna be okay that's what i have to keep reminding these people 
it's all right. We can't control the weather. Okay. Before I continue on with, you know what? I, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to like go right into this. Um, this is, a, I've had, we've had a lot of weirdo stories recently about uh, workplace tragedies. And I want to thank Kenny for reminding me about this story. Now, Kenny, I know you want to jump on board and give the ending of this story right now. Like right now, I can see your, uh, your, your, your fingers getting they're 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 dying to type out this story don't he says you know i don't do that on purpose yeah i know that but sometimes you can't control yourself and again that makes it worse if you can't control yourself and you admit that it is not being done on purpose that means you have serial killer tendencies. That means you cannot control yourself. So I'm just getting out in front of it. I know you know what's coming on this story. In the past few months, we had dude at recycling plant who fell into the shredder, which uh, these... Incredible, incredibly intense machines take enormous uh, uh, pieces of equipment, uh, sinks, metal, all plastics, tires, and in a very quick amount of time, shreds it. We had the guy fell into the shredder, and then they're looking for him. Where'd he go? And for extended time, they can't find him. Eventually... A cadaver dog comes in. The cadaver dog cannot find any remains. The shredder shreds the material. It falls onto a conveyor and then pushes it up the line. And then there's uh, pushed, made into compact, dense cubes. A thing grabs it. And then it's transported to places that then incinerate the material and they reuse the material. The guy fell in, became part of a blood, bone, and guts porridge along with whatever was also being ground up. No one noticed it. And then he was made into a cube and then shipped out to the world to be, and no one saw him again. The dad of the guy is, he was the one leading the, he works there. His dad works at this plant. His dad's like, I can't find my son. Holy shit. Cadaver dogs out. The cadaver dogs uh, the cadaver dogs aren't finding anything. And then the dad himself found a chunk, like an actual meat chunk. That's all that was left. And uh, they sampled it, and they go, yeah, that's him. So, I mean, that's like, honestly, the most horrible death you could ever hear until the story that I'm about to tell you. Because I think this story trumps it. There was another one too. I think it was wood chipper guy. Recently. Recently we had wood chipper guy too. Um this though. I have the story and then I have a scene from a film 
that will give you an idea of what actually happened. All right. The company in Peoria, Illinois is Caterpillar. You know, they make all the uh, heavy equipment, uh, earth moving equipment, bulldozers and shit like that. Well, at the job, there was a dude there and, uh, this is his ninth day on the job. And this story actually happened in June, but the occupational safety health administration just now levied a fine, actually Mapleton, Illinois. I'm sorry. Uh, like it matters levied a fine of like $150,000, which I cannot believe it's that low of a fine in this facility that they make heavy duty equipment. They have to, um, heat up, uh, iron so that it becomes molten in these enormous ceramic containers that have that hold hundreds of gallons. Imagine like the amount of, uh, uh, can hold as much as like a couple of hot tubs, these gigantic things, uh, made that are ceramic that can handle the heat of, uh, uh, heating, superheating iron so that it's molten. And then they pour it into molds and make components and parts to make the bulldozer. Well, one guy was in charge of that. They said, all right, uh, welcome to your new job. Don't forget to fill out your insurance paperwork and, uh, and all this shit. And, uh, all right, you're going to be in charge of this. And his job is to, uh, uh, supervise this fucking thing, this, this deal. And then, so he walked up and he's like, well, this looks really unsafe how I'm on a platform looking down into this. And there's, I mean, if anything happens, uh, I'm going to fall into this. They said, no, nah, fuck you. You know, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. This is perfect the way it is. Nine days onto the job, the guy fell into the molten iron. More than 2,000 degrees, he fell into a swimming pool of pure metal hell. I, I, you know, I think that that's a, this might be a faster death than getting caught in the shredder, especially if dude went feet first in the shredder because the shredders don't move fast. He was instantly incinerated. There are no remains. He becomes one with the metal. If you were to have a Marvel movie, this is how a uh, a fucking supervillain would be born. The 39-year-old was immediately incinerated. OSHA investigators... At the uh, foundry, they sent investigators to the foundry on June 2nd after the incident. They found that the facility was lacking legally required. You know what kept him, uh, or you know what didn't save his life? A guardrail. Because there were none. They put all this shit together. Here we are, 2022, and they haven't yet come up with a system called guardrail? What? Guardrails and restraint systems to protect workers 
from falling into dangerous equipment. The release also said the company routinely exposed employees to unprotected fall hazards hazards as they worked within four feet of deep ceramic containers of superheated molten iron. Caterpillar's failure to meet its legal responsibilities to ensure the safety and health of workers leaves this worker's family, friends, and co-workers to grieve needlessly, said OSHA Area Director Christine Zortman in Peoria. We implore implore employers to review the agency's specific regulations to, to protect workers from falls into equipment in industrial settings. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the lawsuit? I mean, because you could, in theory... Obviously, for his passing and the, uh, you know, the lost earning potential for the family and and all that shit that has to be taken care of. This is a multi-billion dollar company, for God's sake. But just the fact that hell, I feel like I should be able to sue because I'm picturing this happening. This is affecting my mental health. There could be a class last a class action lawsuit against Caterpillar. By everyone who's read this story. Hell, uh, you all could sue because I'm reading it to you. You could sue me. (coughs) Excuse me. Hollywood has shown what happens when this takes place. Can any of you guess the film that I'm going to play a clip from right now? There it is. Kenny has nailed it. T2. It was an incredible scene. Oh, my God. Robert Patrick. In this particular scene in the foundry, he's right over. In fact, this scene, some of you don't know this. This scene was shot in the exact foundry where this guy died. Yep, that's true. Uh, The character Robert Patrick is playing is impersonating Sarah Connor. Calling out for John. John! John! Little John shows up. I got to help my mom. Oh, it's, it's T2. But Sarah shows up with the shotgun. All right, let's relive this magic. This is a fantastic film, by the way. Audio check, video check. Come on. Help me. Help me. Get out of the way, John. That's the real Sarah Connor. Shoot! Oh, yes! Oh, now it's on. Boom! Look at her arms. She's such a babe. Look at, there's the spot. That's where the guy fell in. Now, in the movie, they have a chain there to keep Robert Patrick from falling in. Uh, They ended up taking that chain off to make sure that 
if anyone did lose their balance, they actually would fall into the vat in real life. Oh, no. Click. Uh-oh. And now T2 heals up. He tries again. Oh, no. He waves the mad finger. The bad guy. Uh-oh. The Terminator. Now, in this clip, he looks like the guy who went through the shredder. He's got a grenade launcher. Kablamo. Uh-oh. Now, that thing really, really messes up T2 bad. Look at it. He is fucked up. Now, this is exactly like real life, okay? Uh, rumor is that the people who made T2 actually were at the foundry when it happened in June and pushed this guy in to get more footage like this. This is real audio of what happened to that guy. This might be the worst thing I've ever done in my life on a, on a podcast or the radio. Look at T2's turning in all the characters. Wow. When we saw this movie when we were younger, this was like such an amazing, amazing moment, you know? Thank you, Ryan, for subscribing. I appreciate you. Uh, aluminum Phelps, you idiot. Uh, if you look at the comments of this clip, someone writes, I remember uh, watching this film when it was first shown at a movie theater in my city. It was a Friday night and the movie was sold out in its debut. You wouldn't believe how loud the crowd became when Sarah said, get out of the way, John, and started cheering and clapping louder and louder every time Sarah shot him. But when the gun made the click, the audience went, oh, <laughs> a lot of people were confused and angry. The crowd became dead quiet when T-1000 uh, began generating and shaking, regenerating and shaking his finger. And then when Terminator showed up out of nowhere, the crowd erupted with cheers, yelling and clapping. Out of all the movies I've been to to this very day, I've never seen an audience erupt, erupt like that. Yeah, that was great. Josh writes, isn't it amazing what we thought were good special effects in 1991? I think those look great. Even for this day, I think that that stands the test of time. Well, anyway, lost in all of this is a guy who fell, to, fell into molten iron. That actually happened. So if you fall into a vat of molten iron, all right, and now the molten iron is there and there's dude in it. And I don't know. Do they just go, okay, this is terrible. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to be completely compliant and transparent with the whole process. But do they like drain the metal out or do they, uh, is there a chance that you could be in a uh, caterpillar bulldozer with remnants of man DNA woven into the metal? Okay, 
Because that seems like it's a plot for like a Stephen King novel. Uh, not unlike the film Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Uh, where the, the, the bulldozer is possessed. You know, I mean, maybe. I mean, I, that's that's it. I already, I already did the heavy. He can steal that if he wants. I would just like something mentioned in the acknowledgement. We uh, haunted dozer, of course. Boy, this is a really, really insanely horrible story that uh, I, I, I appear to have not even be feeling the least bit bad about, uh, despite it being one of the most horrible deaths that has ever. I mean, there are people who've stepped on landmines and gotten blown up into a billion pieces in heaven who are thinking that 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 their death was nothing compared to this guy. My God. Wow. Jesus. That is hideous. Hey, folks, uh, I do cameos. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane, and it's been far too long since I've done one. Uh, reach out to me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane, or download the Cameo app. And uh, check me out, and I would love to do a Cameo for you. Cannot, did I do an ad for Irvine's? Yeah, I think I did. Cause I was talking about how attractive they are. Anyway, still go to them. 616-532-6600. I think Megan is actually working her magic in the chat with someone who's having some front end, front, front end issues. Frank Fuss wants to help you navigate healthcare.gov. Right now, open enrollment is going on. Uh, if there's several categories of people that don't have health insurance. A lot of people are like, well, my insurance doesn't offer it. I just, I, I guess I just go without. No, that's, that's not what you do. In fact, you have to be insured or else you get fined at the end of the tax year. And the government set that up to kind of like get you to implore you and urge you to sign up for a healthcare plan through healthcare.gov. Now you're like, well, yeah, but I can't afford it. Yes, you can. The government pays for most of that monthly premium, similar to like when you had insurance through your employer. You pay for some of it, but most of it is paid for by the employer or in this case, the federal government. Um, There's an earning threshold. If you stay below that, you do not have to pay that premium back. If you do pass the threshold, you do. So... Pay attention to that. Listen to Frank. Uh, take his advice on how to navigate all that. I It's beyond my pay grade. But that's what I do, and it works great. I love it. Uh, 616-914-4070 for my policy shop insurance. Frank Fuss will help you mention my name. So if you are uh, working for an employer who does not offer insurance, or perhaps you are, you are a business owner and you uh, aren't able to get insurance from an employer because you're the boss, Uh, Get yourself insurance. Or if you just recently lost your job, okay? Let's say um, you work for a company that is like, wow, you are a real fucking evil son of a bitch that everyone hates you because of your personal life is ridiculously horrible. And in a hypothetical situation, you treat all women like shit and beat them. In this hypothetical situation, purely fictitious scenario. And then, you know, the company cuts ties with you, but they allow you to say that you resigned. Good for you. 
in this fictitious scenario that's not based on fact or any person's alive or dead. You will need insurance. Call Frank, but don't mention my name if you're that guy. 616-914-4070. Frank will help you out every step of the way, and all of his services, as always, are free. He's the expert on healthcare.gov and the expert on Social Security and Medicare. The Kent County Health Department reminds you that uh, when it comes to immunizations for your little ones, you can get those for little or no cost. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, uh, the cervical uh, cancer vaccine, all very, very important and can help you uh, and your children uh, be safe from all of these terribly infectious, deadly things. Or if you're traveling abroad, you may need a uh, vaccination of some sort. If you're traveling to a uh, faraway place, uh, reach out to the Kent County Health Department. They will help you. Also, the WIC program is there for you to keep food on the table. Reach out at uh, accesskent.com health. There's a phone number right there. A very nice person will pick it up and help you every step of the way. And batting last in the order today, Blue Frost IT. Um, so... You have a company, you own a business, small, medium-sized business, and the tech uh, sucks. The computers are old. The printer is a disaster. Uh, your modem is a piece of shit. Uh, the keyboards are garbage. The mouse doesn't work. The monitors are small and old. Uh, all your employees are urging you to upgrade. What you do is sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Alan from Blue Frost IT. He'll ask you a series of questions. You answer them. The questions are about your business and what you do. He's formulating what type of tech you will need to have your operation running smoothly and up to current 2022, almost 2023 standards of technology. It's that simple. You do that, he helps you with your purchase because you are getting the upgrade. And then helps you makes uh, he makes recommendations about what to purchase so that you're not making those recommendations based on your limited knowledge base. You're using him to tell you what's up. Then he's going to help you make that purchase and set it all up for you. And then when that's all said and done, he's going to invite you to subscribe to be for him to be the managed IT service provider for your business. I've been through this every step of the way. Of course, I'm only a one-person operation. But I still needed to talk to him about what I'm doing and how I need to get this show up and running because I had like a piece of shit laptop when I started this thing. That's not going to work. He became a sponsor. I utilize the services. To this day, he is my managed IT service provider. Makes me very happy, and he will help you too. Last but not least, I forgot this one more. Uh, Full House Comedy. Uh, If you want to go see a comedy show, I think they're off this week, but back next week. Uh, all the shows coming to the area, fullhousecomedy.com. I have t-shirts at ericzaneshow.com. I've got a Patreon. I want you to sign up for it. Ad-free content. Uh, 16 hours now a week. 11 bonus shows on the Patreon. On the Patreon, I have a bit of video that I need to share with you. And I was just reminded of it. Sarah Rukruk Roosh sent it along. My God, what an evil woman. You're an evil woman. 
woman. I can't believe you thought, Sarah, this would be a good idea. Based on what I talked about two days ago about the Dan Carlisle song, Butterfly Kisses. Which, uh, concerning that, before I get to what Sarah did, um, concerning Butterfly Kisses, on Reddit, Sticks Swim Champ, mm-hmm, I wish I knew you all by your first names. He writes, you sadistic fuck. Tearing up at work, listening to you do a full autopsy on butterfly kisses. <laughs> then he says, the fucking, I what is that word? The fucking necronomicon of fathers with daughters. I'm not even sure what Necronomicon is. I had to look it up, but since I did look it up, I've forgotten what that even means. That is a very funny, smart reference that I don't understand. And uh, this comes up because two days ago, Dan Carlisle, the uh, uh, creator of Butterfly Kisses, was the asshole of the day. God damn, that song. So Sarah writes, here's the song you need to listen to before you walk Jackie down the aisle. Then she adds, with the health issues of my daddy, yes, my daddy, she calls her dad, daddy, is going through, this song has has me bawling. Best wishes for Diana and your family this weekend. Everything will be amazing, I'm sure. Love you, Sarah. Now, I believe she loves me, and I love her. And you also know that, I mean, why would you go out of your way masked as a, hey, this is something good, to make me cry? What the fuck? Why? I mean, it's bad enough with butterfly kisses. Why? I don't want to, I don't want to cry. I want to, no, that's fucked up. She says, Sarah writes, that's. Hey, is that Jackie? Dang it. You were trying to scare me, weren't you? I saw you. Pause in the action. Oh, did I say Dan Carlisle? It's Bob Carlisle. Okay, I got to go. Bob Carlisle. Sarah writes, that's, uh, that's so not my voice, you asshole. Uh... So I will be going over that dumbass song on the Patreon. Hey, I have news for you. Me? Yeah. What? Do you want the bad news now? Uh-oh. What? Uncle Paul can't come. Seriously? He cannot come. Why? Weather. He what? does not drive in the snow. He uh, he warned me. He said, I am not driving in the snow no matter what. 
I volunteered. He, it, it's, it's not happening. Do you want one of the audience to fill his seat? No. She goes, no. Uh, Aram says, listen to the song. I'm going to do that on the Patreon. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to listen to this and watch the video of this fucking song. So the asshole of the day today. Do you have any nominees? Me? Yes. Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul. You can't make it. Come on. He feels bad enough. Uh, Bruce. Bruce, no. I don't know. I think it might have to be Sarah. Is it S-A-R-A-H or S-A-R-A? This is a preemptive asshole of the day. I haven't even heard and or listened to the song. Uh, I mean, I actually spelled your name wrong. I spelled her name S-A-R-A-R. Uh, the asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. If Tim Kuypers, Tim, if you're if you're listening to the show, Tim Kuypers, can you make me a new asshole of the day sign? This one is is worn out. Right on the asshole, right below in the chode there. Could it have TC Paintball on it too? The asshole of the day is Sarah. In a preemptive way. Okay, I will be doing a uh, Thursday, rare Thursday edition of Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia in a little while. Till next time, folks. Thank you so much, and goodbye. Oops, cow fade. That's it.